listening to Package Your Genius, a conversation designed to give you clarity on your calling and serve as a catalyst for your career. I'm your host, Amanda Miller Littlejohn. Welcome back to another episode of Package Your Genius. I'm so grateful to be here with you and to have this conversation with you today. For those of you who are new to the podcast, this is a space where we get clarity on our careers and hopefully the content and interviews and insights I share here will be a catalyst for you and your big dreams. I'm Amanda Miller Littlejohn. I'm a personal branding advisor for high achievers based in Washington, D.C. For those of you who are not so new, thank you for sticking with me and welcome back. So today I want to talk about taking our gifts for granted. Um, So I've been reflecting a lot on joy, life, and our time on earth um, lately for a few very deeply personal reasons. So for one, it's been exactly one year today since the sudden passing of my dear friend and big sister. And as I've shared on the podcast before, um, hers was one of those rare friendships that comes along once in a very, very long while. And so, you know, I felt that loss very deeply because I pride myself on pouring into others and encouraging them to see themselves. And she was the person who poured into me and encouraged me to see myself. So she was a huge cheerleader for my writing and the work I'm doing here through Packager Genius Academy, the podcast and the book. And so just to give you some context that this was a really unfathomable personal loss for me and really unexpected. So I've been spending the last week or so reflecting on our friendship, thinking about her and really the gift that she was to this world, both to me, but the the larger world. So many people loved and adored her. She helped and served so many and the imprint that she's left is really, really clear, which always makes you think, well, geez, like, what am I doing what am I leaving behind? What impact am I making? But, you know, when you reflect on the loss of someone who was close to you, it always serves as this really pressing reminder that none of us knows how long we have here on earth. And so what are we doing to maximize the time that we're here? So that's the first reason why I've been thinking about, you know, life and taking gifts and our our time here on earth for granted. Secondly, I have been in and out of sickness for the better part of the last two months. So it started out as a respiratory infection that I got from one of my kids and that led to this persistent cough, which pretty much cleared up, but it cleared up right at the start of one of the most severe allergy seasons that I've ever personally experienced. So just as I was recovering from the respiratory stuff, the pollen in my area began to spread and fill the air and was just everywhere on cars. You know, you could literally see it in the air. And so that triggered my spring allergies and brought the cough and everything back. So fortunately, I got on a new med regimen, but 
basically I've been put on asthma medication, which seems to be doing the trick. But in the midst of all of that, of being sick, I've had to face off with my own limitations and the limitations that have a way of getting our attention when we're taking our bodies for granted, right? So being sick really brought to light for me both how much I do. Um, You know, you never really realize what all you're doing until you can't physically do it. But also how much I rely on breathing, right? Like who's sitting around being present to the fact that they can breathe clearly? Like I had no idea. I've never had breathing issues. I have an asthmatic son. My husband has asthma. So I just... I've been around it, but I never really understood it until it happened to me. But at one point, I remember sitting down to record a podcast and I couldn't because I didn't have enough air to speak. And then recently I hosted a small retreat for my Package of Genius Academy students. And I found myself wanting to speak passionately and really get in there and give great advice. But I really had to pace myself because I was coming up against those physical limitations that were getting the in the way of me using my gift. And I realized that um, if I can't do the things that energize me, like if I can't use my gift, the gift that keeps me going and makes me feel like I'm contributing to the world and connecting with people like what is life? <laughs> right? Like life is lame. Not to say that it's not worth living. But It certainly loses a lot when I imagine a life where I can't speak and share or write and express myself. So I'm dealing with the physical implications of not taking the best care of myself, even though I take great care of my kids and great care of my clients. And it was almost like God was trying to get my attention by targeting the things that I love the most, because otherwise it's like I would ignore this whole call for me to bring more focus and attention to self-care and to um, just really tending to the vessel that allows me to do the things that I love doing and, and the impact, right? The impact that I hope to make in this world. So by not tending to my health, by not showing up to use my gifts when I can, because I'm thinking about the times when I didn't have any issues breathing and I could have recorded podcasts and didn't, or I didn't have issues, you know, sitting down to focus and I wasn't fatigued and I could have written more and I didn't, right? So I'm taking that for granted. I started thinking about that and I really realized that I've been taking my gift, which I cannot access without good health for granted. I've been taking the simple ability to breathe deeply and share passionately for granted. I've been taking the ability to write and share from my heart for granted. And to some degree, I know it's because both of those things come so naturally to me that they take minimal effort. That's why I take them for granted, right? That's why I take breathing for granted. That's why I take writing for granted. That's why I take speaking passionately for granted, But that's also why I have to stop taking all of that for granted because that which both energizes me and is effortless is my gift. So I have to take care of it. So I want you to think about what energizes you at the same time that it is 
effortless to you. Because if you have any confusion or you are unclear on what your gift is and what you should focus more of your time and energy and effort into, it's that thing that is so hard to see sometimes because it's, it's so easy to us. It doesn't take a lot of energy. We don't even typically have to think about doing it, but we're energized by it and it comes naturally and effortlessly to us. So I want you to think about that. What energizes you while at the same time being effortless to you. The other thing I've been obsessed with over the past couple of weeks has been this idea that everything we do has to be a runaway smash hit and a big, huge success to even be worth doing. I spoke to a brilliant friend of mine who recently launched a podcast that he absolutely loves and it's brilliant. It's as brilliant as he is, but because it hasn't completely taken off yet, he keeps starting and stopping and questioning, why am I doing this? I hadn't seen any new episodes of the podcast in a while, so I recently asked him about it and he informed me that he had taken the liberty to ask around to a few colleagues to get their feedback on the podcast and what they thought of it and and how they thought he should position it. And because they didn't really understand what he was trying to do, uh, much less, I think, the content that he's presenting, they made less than helpful suggestions. Now, I'm paraphrasing because I was not there. I wasn't in the room. I don't know exactly what they said, but um, I know that the outcome was him not pursuing the project anymore, even though it brought him this tremendous sense of joy and satisfaction. And actually, we actually met um, through a content project that he did. At the time, we both had blogs and I found his blog and loved it and connected with him on LinkedIn. And we became friends and we've been friends for years now because of that, you know, him being willing to share content with no real understanding of the outcome or where it was going to go or um, how successful it would be or if it would lead to him winning a, a blogging award, right? Like he was just creating content because he loved it and I found it and in that way I found him, which I think is like the real gift in all of this. But anyway, he was still figuring out the messaging and the audience and the promotion of this new podcast project, but he was figuring it out. But because it hadn't yet become this runaway success, at least by podcasting standards, when you think about listeners and downloads, he abandoned the project, even though it brought him joy. So my question to him was, after I told him to stop looking for permission and validation Uh, that this is a bad idea because that's a pretty standard move to make when you're standing in the vulnerability of launching something new to go around and and try to get people to to tell you it's terrible so you can just quit (laughs) and go back to your life. Um, But in response to this idea of why am I even doing this, I asked him, when did, because I like to, because I love it, become not enough of a reason to do something, right? Like if you're asking yourself, why am I doing this? and you enjoy doing it, then that's your reason for doing it. You're doing it because you love it, right? And why isn't that enough? Why can't the joy we get be enough to sustain us as we build something, grow something, and get it to the level that we want to get it to? And I think this speaks to a larger point 
about building your brand and monetizing your passion, which assumes some level of commercial success when you talk about monetization, because that means that enough people like what you're doing to listen to it, read it, buy it, use it or whatever. And that audience creates a pathway to create success by the world standards. But everything we do doesn't have to fit fit neatly into the monetization formula. And trust me, I teach people to package their genius and monetize what they already know every day, if that's what they want to do. But if that's not what you want to do, if you just want to do what you love for the joy of it, that is perfectly okay. And I feel like that bears repeating, so I'm going to say it again. If you just want to do what you love for the joy of it, that is perfectly okay. Now, I watched Brene Brown's Netflix special, and I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it yet. And one of the things that she said that struck me was this. She said, just do the joyful thing for the hell of it. Just choose joy. Sometimes just choose the thing that seems frivolous and fun and has no ROI or payoff or upside. Just do the joyful thing. Yes. (laughs) Now, you may have to keep your day job to support the practicalities of living on planet Earth, right? So I'm not saying quit your job and, and go into the mountain to do the joyful thing and don't pay your bills anymore. But what I am saying is if you find something that you enjoy, you don't have to put so much pressure on it to win, right? Having something that brings you joy in your life is winning, And it doesn't have to bring you joy and support you financially too, right? So I'll say that again. If you find something you enjoy, don't put so much pressure on it to win because having something that brings you joy in your life is winning. So my takeaways for you on this episode. Number one, don't take your gifts or your health, which you need to access your gifts for granted. Number two, I want you to ask yourself what both energizes you and feels effortless to you because that just may be your gift. Number three, there are many levels of success between zero and smash hit just because something doesn't perform at the top of the charts, become a New York Times bestseller, an iTunes top 10 podcast or earn $1 million in the first six months doesn't mean it's not worth doing. And lastly, just do the joyful thing. Just do the joyful thing. Doing this podcast is a joyful thing for me. So thank you for being here and bearing witness um, and being a part of my joy. I'll see you next week.